When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Red Cell Review. Today we are here with Felipe. Let's try let's maybe try this now. Felipe Machado Franco. You Thank you. Go, God. God, the one name I haven't messed up yet. Phew. How you doing, Felipe? I'm I'm fine right now. Thanks. <laughs> For now. Wait till uh, we start asking you questions. Ten minutes later, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Sh- uh, can I say that <laughs> on this show? You just got us kicked off YouTube. Thanks. Oh, of course you. You can say whatever you want, man. I curse all the time. I smoke weed over here sometimes. You're fine. (laughs) If they're coming to get anybody, they're coming to my house first. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) And then they're going to John's house, and then uh, they're not coming to me. I ain't said shit, man. Well, you are wearing a whole thing on your head with the, yeah. (laughs) You look cool. Figure style. He tries. He tries. Well, I know we're going to talk a lot about Bogota tonight, so I thought I'd get in the mood. (laughs) I figured. I figured. (laughs) Speaking of Bogota, I was looking up bands from Bogota. Holy crap. There's like four pages of bands from Bogota. Who the hell knew? I mean, you guys have got a community down there that's outstanding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean huge yeah and uh well basically there's all kinds of metal but uh if there's a culture and a history about any particular type of metal i would say that the 80s had like a uh response to hard rock and heavy metal but then in the 90s it was always almost 80 90 percent trash or death metal or even black metal Okay, and uh, and that community. I didn't recognize ninety percent of them, so, so I'm just gonna tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I would imagine that probably one of the local bands that got uh, more like uh, reaction from the outside in the states in Europe would be a band called Inquisition. That's that's who yeah. I was gonna mention actually. Um, I heard them originally because they paired them up on a uh, compilation I used to have with uh, Sepultura. Right. And uh, and maybe, yeah, bands uh, making songs in Spanish have a, a big following, but uh, in other Latin American countries and eventually Spain, but not as much in the States or Europe. But Inquisition, if I if I travel to the States and I go to a metal bar and then I mention that I'm Colombian, uh, if someone knows a little bit about the local scene, 
90% they will say, ah, Inquisition. So that would be the band that so far uh, made some, uh, had some reactions from the states and other countries. And the other 10% say Thunderblast. Because Thank I actually have Warzone. What? I had, to, I had to look it up. I'm like, yeah, I remember this album. And it's really good. I, I totally dig that Warzone album. And I'm looking it up. It looks like you got uh, another album, right? Yeah. There's a, yeah. Oh, you got, man. Quite, you got quite a few albums, right? That's a good surprise. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It looks like you got Invaders from Another World, which, uh, well, I'm sorry I don't have. But I've got Warzone. And, oh, but you know, I, I can... I can send you a copy. Well, I'm not going to refuse you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, a, I, have a, 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 I can send you guys uh, copies of them because I, I still have like a little stock of, of albums. Oh, that'd be awesome. We, we, yeah. accept, we accept everything. You have no idea the, 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 the impact that a comment like that has on, on, on anyone, not particularly from Colombia, but, but uh, having that that uh, reaction and and coming to terms with the distance, the commercial side, it's been a long time since that record came out, and just hearing someone that you just met, at least like digitally mention, oh yeah, I got that record. It's he's like, oh, he's he's showing us. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that? Yeah, I see it. Incredible. Rock and roll. Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> well, at least somebody heard of your album because you showed me the albums that uh, bands that you're in, and I I didn't even know. I never mm-hmm. actually never even heard of any of the bands. I wouldn't. I'm I wouldn't, sorry. No, it's, I mean the, in the the ocean of bands out there, uh, it's it's just infinite. Yeah, it's just many, yep. many records come each day. Did you guys just check today how many independent records came out or singles or well-produced record company records it's it's insane i mean i if i get into a band it takes me some time to to digest and to get into the band mm, yep i i still have friends that that are able to to go through 10 records uh, a week which for me is insane yeah. <laughs> fuck that and, and just mention like, God, oh, this is the good one from this week. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't even it's... listened to the one from last week yet. <laughs> no, that year. Like a, a close friend of mine that, that, that it's a heavy buyer, heavy record buyer. Mm-hmm. He's the one that we, we get together and he's like, okay, I already filter a couple of things from last year. I think you're going to dig this one, this one, and this one. So that's, he's like my, my, my uh, editor yeah. as a metal fan now. Nice. Like, so if you had to pick, if you had to pick one style of music, one style of metal, let's say, hmm. what would it be? Because this this Thunderblast album is it's pretty much what Americans would call traditional metal. It's uh right. like Armored Saint, traditional metal, and it's right. great. So what would your favorite style of metal be? Look, uh, the other day, and, and it's been happening a couple of times, someone would ask you, okay, your house is burning, and you have to okay. say the record. <laughs> I know That's, where you're going. <laughs> so the record that I would save, and this might come as a surprise, would be Rain Chaos from Dissection. Oh, wow. I think it's a masterpiece. A conceptual, musical, 
metal masterpiece what that insane dude made out of that record. Insanity so and genius. Walls, huh? Insanity and genius. So I'm I I um I haven't listened a lot into black metal, for example. I have a friend that it's completely into black metal. He will send me some songs and some I will some some I will like listen to and I will be like, okay, I can listen to that. And I wouldn't catalog Rain Chaos into black metal per se. Maybe conceptually it could be. I think it's more towards like a melodic Norwegian metal. But uh, I, I, I can listen to that record every day and I will never get sick of it. Never. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's really particular. Some people could hate it. Some people uh, will also have it on their top three records. I would put it on top of any other record. If it comes to, to that radical, like, save one record, that's the one I will pick, which is just, might be a, a strange uh, option for someone that I love power metal, I love heavy metal, I love trash metal. Anything that has a little bit of melody, I'm going to get into it. Yeah. But that record really impacted me, and 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 the the concept around it it's pretty pretty strange and particular, but the the melodies and the way this dude structure his songs, in, especially on that on that album, the ones that he did before that record are okay. But um, have you guys listened to that record at least once? No, I have. Yeah, never even listened to that band at all. I'm going to now because now if that's the album that you pick, I want to hear what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, grab a, good. do it on a Sunday, grab a beer, concentrate on the record. Maybe we can talk later. You come back to <laughs> like, it was shit. Or maybe we can have a conversation about it. I don't know. <laughs> I like I black metal, so I'm not against shit. We'll definitely well, have a conversation. Uh, I'll tell you what, Felipe, I think you got a way better chance of getting them to talk about that dissection record than I ever do getting them to discuss Napalm Death with me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, You're a much nicer person than he is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so how, how, far, how far apart are you guys from each other? Well, those two are uh, pretty much in the same neighborhood. Uh, Where they? Oh, he just disappeared. What did he do? Pause I himself? He, I think he, yeah, paused it. He went to off his video by accident. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> What'd but, you do? Uh, Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Oh, now I hear you. Somebody's calling me, so I'll just decline that shit. All right, good idea. Oh, now he's sideways. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, they're uh, near each other in Minneapolis, and I'm in New York, so. Right. We have okay. quite a distance between us two. We're all friends from a uh, a message board. Why is your phone sideways now? I'm I'm just sitting here, brother. Uh, flip it the other what way. Or that oh, turn it. Yeah. This, this is oh, every I'm week. Fine. Every or week we there's all, a problem. We can all turn around and just do the show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's better. That's good. Yeah, see, I just had to turn my entire universe this way. <laughs> at, least right, at least you weren't on last week. Everybody's Skype just, like, well, crapped out on us. <laughs> when your light goes two inches to the left, man, you'll thank me. 
My life? Life. I was talking to life. Jackson. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. How many how many albums do you have, Wayne? Looks like a bunch. Uh, uh, a few, maybe like two hundred or so. No, I don't um, know. It's about like a th- uh, three thousand ish, a little over three thousand. Yeah, I haven't really counted. I have discogs, and I I kind of go by that. So, but then like on discogs, you add box, you add box sets, and it only adds that as one. But meanwhile, there's five or six albums in a box set, so you kind of right. got to figure that out. So I don't know. One day I'll get a tally. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're in. You're you were in a couple bands. Um, you don't you don't do any more music, or are you done with that, or what? No, I I don't feel like I'm done with it. Um, I don't complain. I mean, if if if, if I was to 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 see that that was like my run having a bands and recording and having live shows, I wouldn't complain with what I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Keeping a band is super hard. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hard because of Colombia, but as I talked to the bands that I design and illustrate for, yeah. uh, apparently everywhere is hard to keep up with that. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Stop complaining about, uh, I want to do this for a living, but the guitar player doesn't have the time, or the drummer started listening to other stuff. So I, I, I came to terms with, with the uh, teenage way of having a band, which right. is the dream everybody has. Like, we're going to grow all together, and it's going to be like Iron Maiden, and we're going to make a living out of this. So so uh, you hit the ground, and, and you realize that uh, many things can happen. So to answer your question, I don't think it's uh, the last record I made that it's been already like almost four years. It's probably going to be the last music that I produced. But in terms of putting together a band, making a 10-song record, I would question that. I... I would prefer to have a a project that uh, could put out once a year four good songs, four good singles, mm-hmm. and after two years maybe start doing small shows because we already have ten ten good songs. Yeah, and keep it more doable, more 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 reachable, uh, more practical for the people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of bands that uh, actually uh, spent most of their time inside the maxi format. Mm-hmm. Once, yep. a year, once a year, five songs. Mm-hmm. In the digital era, I, I think that's the way to go if you're not supported by a record company or a producer. All right. Bless you. So, so you. Uh, I'll come back to it. I have ideas. Uh, you need time to do it. And also a state of a state of mind, and I do know that uh, even even towards the the, the final stretch of, of even Borpol Nomad, I had to 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 stop and realize that uh, that uh, the things that happened were okay. The fact that that mm, people changed and the the musicians went other ways and they didn't have the vision that I had. Uh, it's something that takes you time to to settle down and to think like it's gonna be okay i mean you get mad sometimes mm-hmm. um what happened with with thunder blast was a mixture of different 
ideas, people changing their, their, their what they like, a long history and a little bit of ego, uh, of ego, and um, and uh, settling down. And with Vocal Nomad, a little bit of that also, but uh, even weirder actually, like the guitar player of Vocal Nomad, which is a, a uh, as a musician, he's a genius, especially for melodic stuff. He's really into religion, he's a, a, a Christian, and at some point he felt that he, if the band was gonna grow, for him it was important to involve his spirituality, like mm -hmm. Christianism. <laughs> and I was okay, I respect, everything in general like whatever you want to believe in go ahead as long as you you're okay and you don't hurt anyone else but i i wasn't into it i mean i, I i'm i'm not going to say i'm not spiritual at all but i'm not a catholic i'm not a christian so i had to, to to come to terms with him and say like that's really important for you and he was like yeah it's my life i was like this is the moment where we part ways and he actually started a, a christian metal band that has already produced independently like maybe two or three records. So he he goes he went on with it with a different sound and a different format. Yeah. And after that 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 uh, experience with Thunder Blast, two records, good shows, almost doing a Latin America tour, and then the same thing with Warpal Noma, two records, a record company in Canada, excellent reviews. And then because of people changing and and at a specific time realizing that, that they want a different thing, yeah. then things stopping, I said, like, I, I don't have the energy to already start like a third band or a fourth <laughs> band. Let's just settle yeah. down. And a few years from now, I'll probably come back with something that I can produce entirely, that I can control in terms of creativity. Right. And actually, if the show comes along, I have a, a drum drummers friends that are playing drums and and guitar players and I can give them the tracks and it's like zero drama mm -hmm. thing is under my control so if something happens it has to to be under that level of of uh, control actually yeah do you play any other instruments or anything I'm uh, sorry speaking of settling down are you married kids. Yeah, I'm I'm married uh, to a beautiful lady. We've been together for 20 years. Nine going out, ten, uh, almost ten married. And she's an artist also. She she works into art restoration. Amazing woman. And uh, so far, we decided not not to have kids. Nope. So we can. And, and she's my best friend, basically. My best friend. She got a sister. <laughs> uh, no, she does not have a no. <laughs> looking for nice dudes like you, probably. <laughs> well, you you lived in Canada, so you know what Minnesota's all about. I was a long time ago, like a long yeah. time ago. I mean, we, we, I was probably four or five. Yeah, I have I'll, some some stories of it, but I had a Canadian girlfriend when I was four or five, so. Not a lot's changed. <laughs> well, what's more important is Voibots from Canada. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> they have to work that in every show. Yeah. I, I, I have to work in a Voibot reference once every show, Felipe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, I, I'm a little bit lost. What is a Voivod? You don't know what Voivod is? Maybe, but I'm not sure. Voivod is probably the most <laughs> amazing band to ever come out of Canada, man. They were uh, started off as thrash and then kind of branched out and just did their own thing, really. No, I know. No, I know what we're, no, we pronounce it so different here. Sorry, it's just the Spanish pronunciation thing. Boybot, right. Ah, oh, oh, ain't that much different. Yeah. <laughs> they have changed a lot on the records, right? The last one I heard, it was like, I mean, a little bit about it, but I, correct me if I'm wrong, the evolution, musical evolution they've had is particular. I mean, it's really... Oh, it's definitely their own thing. They they have their own vision, and it suits them very well. But no, I don't think any other band has ever evolved quite like Voivod has. Mm -hmm. Well, from Canada, I'm a sucker for Annihilator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that dude. Those riffs. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite Annihilator album? Wow. Oh. There was a moment where they had this singer that I think was before that playing guitar on Exodus or another band, uh, Waking the Fury, probably. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And what was the name of the record before and after Waking the Fury? Uh, Carnival Diabolus. Amazing, also, but but that one I think Jeff was singing on it. Okay. And then the guy that, that I'm thinking about came into into Waking the Fury and the one after that. That that, that period. Is, excuse me? Was it Patton? Probably. Oh, I'm going to look now. I don't know what the hell you're even saying. No, I think but, Mike Patton was doing Mr. Bungle. During that no, no, yeah, no. The singer on, on Waking the Fury is another guy. And I don't know. I've, how... I've never heard Awaken the Fury. I Annihilator. I love the first two records, and that's about. Awaken the Fury is still Joe. Oh. Who was it? Joe Como. Yeah, that dude. What happened to him? Let's find out. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, just like my friend Rafael. Now your Canadian History Minute with Uncle Saxon. Uh, I can I make another video for this? And that's basically about it. What's that? I, we didn't hear anything you said. He was in uh, Overkill in 2002, and then he was went he? to Tad Morose. Oh, what? Wow. Oh, yeah. What it says. Well, Interesting. I, I would highly recommend the two records where he was the singer on Annihilator. Okay. Uh, from my point of view, his voice, amazing in-your-face, kick-ass, trash-power voice. Really, really good music. Yeah, he was good on he those albums. Diablos and Waking the Fury, so. Yeah. yeah, maybe those two, but I mean, how many records has Jeff Water put out? More than 20, probably. Yeah, it's probably, it's gotta be around that. Yeah. So, how many it, records do you think Iron Maiden has still? Can it be like, what thirty almost? Somewhere no, no, no. There. How many? How many can we expect at this point? Oh, one. How, many, would, how many more left they have in them? I would say two or three. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It depends on if uh, Bruce crashes the plane or not. 
<laughs> that's well, how, just have a bad day sometime and say fuck it all. Hmm. Uh, oh, let's hope not. Have, oh. if that, with the whole band in the in the plane. Oh shit! Well, no, that's the time he flies. I think, isn't it? No, he flies on his own. Yeah. Well, then we'd have to commercial flights. Yeah, that's I what he did. I have a friend that has seen Iron Maiden. Uh, 56 times in his life. Wow. You South Americans, you love fucking, uh, you love Iron Maiden down there, don't you? Yeah, they've played so far at just three times in Bogota. Commercially, uh, Colombia is a little strange because the first time they came, it was an entire economic and cultural revolution. Like, there's a documentary about it. Like, oh, people yeah. almost died. The yeah, second yeah. time, half the amount of people with a difference of two years. The third time, a third of the amount of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it might be cheap for some people. It might be expensive for others. But I'm like, for me, as, as a fan, that's not logical. I mean, if, if, I don't know, if I would spend a ticket for them once a year, but maybe, yeah, maybe probably I would. If I have to make more, more, Work harder. I mean, a life show experience is something that is really special. Mm. But commercially, the third time they came, they sold uh, really, really low tickets compared to the first time. So it's, yeah. But to you, 500,000 people would probably be a low, a low amount of tickets for an Iron Maiden show. Yeah. I mean, well, the other thing that we have, I mean, I have to mention is that the, the first time they came, they were doing the, what was it, Somewhere in Time tour. Okay. Yeah. Commemorative tour. Yep. And, uh, oh, Somewhere Back in Time. Yeah, yeah. That one. yeah that's, that's the name. So when they, they create this, this uh, nostalgia um, uh, return to, to the old record tour, it does drag more people, I think, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw them on that tour. It was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, the, uh, sta- the stage was really nice. I saw them about maybe five or six times. I couldn't imagine seeing them 57 times. No, my friend is just insane. He's just out. He's, uh, like, it's just, uh... The second time I saw them, I was fine. I, like, I didn't have to see them again, but, you know... The, once in a while, it comes around. I like a lot. I like when they do the tours when they play a lot of the newer songs because I'm tired of hearing the old stuff. Right. Know? You always hear the old stuff, so it's kind of cool to hear them play the new things, especially when uh, Bruce sings all the Blaze songs. I think they come they come along pretty good. I mean, it's it's a, for some people it's a surprise that they include Blaze Bailey songs. Yeah. I I love those, especially. Uh, the X Factor. I think that record is just like really good. Saxon just made a face. No. <laughs> I love that I album. I loved everything you said until just now. <laughs> I'm still uh, a Thunderblast fucking uh I'm I'm gonna be a fan forever. Oh thank you. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. You have to listen to the second album. Much better than Warzone. Much, much better. Okay, well. 
Then you're really going to turn me on because uh, I really like the Warzone album. So, well, when when the the second one came out, a few months after it came out, a dude promoting the very first show of Judas Priest in Colombia knew about us. He had a copy of the record, and he he called me. I don't know. I the, when Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden came like like six months before Judas Priest for the first time. So for Iron Maiden, they created like a different different events, and they made like this local bands tribute album for Iron Maiden, and they made like a little thing to to design the cover, and I won like the uh, the thing that they did, and when I went for and the prize was like two VIP tickets for Iron Maiden. So I went there for the tickets, and I was like, hey, uh, by the way, I have a band. This is the second album. And he was like, oh, let's, let's, let's play it, the promoter. And he was like, this is really good. I was like, thank you very much. And he was like, oh, man, I would have had this like two months ago. You would be opening for Iron Maiden. I was like, shit. But then a few months later, I just remember he was like, hey, Judas Priest is coming. Do you want to open for them? Like, <laughs> nice. So uh, the drummer was doing like his uh, his little uh, uh, drum test. Um, the stage for Judas was already put together. We were walking around it. They said like, don't walk this area, but this area is okay. So Jaime, the drummer, he's like like testing his drums, and this kid used to carry just two pair of drumsticks, <laughs> one completely torn, and the new one for the show. So okay. he was testing the drums with the torn pair of drumsticks, okay. and uh, and the the drummer of Judas Priest is Scott. What's his name? Is Scott? Scott, uh, Scott Travis. Travis. He comes around. He looks at us like, oh, all right, the opening local band, and he noticed Jaime's drumsticks. And he's like, are you gonna play with that? Those pair of. <laughs> that's what I think he thought. He comes around with. A full stack of Judas Priest custom-made drumsticks. He's like, okay, just just take this and just be free. Play the drums. <laughs> signature drumsticks. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. And we we didn't we had a um, a sound engineer, but we didn't had a light light engineer. Yeah. So the 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 stage ma manager was okay, kids. Like the the sound is okay. Uh, now let's let's check the. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me he see. Someone's ringing. Give me just oh, a second. Sure, sure. Oh, look at that throne he's was sitting in. Is that, is that the Game of Thrones? I, I want a chair like that. Looks a lot com com more comfortable. doll to put in it. It's a more comfortable looking chair than my chair I'm sitting in. You want to see what I'm sitting in? Shit. I'm sitting in a wooden chair. My ass hurts so bad right now. Look at this thing. Oh. You don't have yeah, a computer chair? I'm back. I can't put a uh, computer chair where I'm sitting right now. I'm back. So, uh, we were we were talking about your nice chair. My uh, my chair? Yeah. It looks oh, very comfortable. It's a really cheap chair, actually. But it looks fancy, right? It, yeah, it does. looks comfortable. Not as comfortable, but it looks cool. More comfortable. Yeah, it does look no, fancy. So, no, it, look, it looks like it should be on the cover of a King Diamond album with a creepy ass Victorian doll sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, we did, we had a, a, a sound engineer, and the sound was 
sounding amazing. And then the stage manager was like, okay, now the lights, where's your light engineer? And we're like, what? <laughs> we don't have one. So the Judas Priest light engineer was in a really good mood. He was like, I'll just, I'll, I'll just do some shit. And he did some amazing shit. I mean, there's some videos yeah. of the show, and this is just like the full, the full rack of lights going. I mean, it was an amazing day, amazing day. Awesome. 2004, 2005, 2008. Okay, oh, it's not that it sounded amazing. We had good reviews. Uh, everything worked pretty, pretty well. Did you uh, get to meet the, uh, what was that? No, the other thing is that, well, a funny thing, that maybe two weeks after that, we had a really small, crappy uh, show. So the, the contrast <laughs> hits you in the face and it's like, oh shit, we're, we're yeah. actually like rock stars. So yeah. you were for a minute. <laughs> but we got your... for a, at least one or two more years. And then minds change. If it was for me, I, I, my my first mission, my 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 biggest interest, and in, somehow inside my heart, still there as the main interest, is just making music. I mean, I, I'm not complaining about my career as an illustrator. I also love it. It's being creative in general. I see them both as as really, really. Uh, nice things that you can go into mm. but uh music is just something that, that it's part of our lives i mean i mean not not listening to some good songs each day is something that just doesn't happen yeah yeah um what was i just gonna say uh how long did was your uh set for judas priest uh we played a good 40 minutes wow they gave you 40 minutes and for, for being an opening band and everything, good reactions. I mean, I remember signing records, selling records afterwards, good reviews. People, I mean, I, I, I find still, that was 2008. I still find people remember it that day, being there and saying, like, I, I saw you guys and it was pretty good. I mean, as a, as, as a local response to Judas Priest, it was, it was the right decision. Mm. It sounded really, really good. Is that the biggest show you've ever played? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Nah. You get to meet them? Uh, well, Rob came out of a limo with a lot of security. Mm. Headphones went straight into his... his uh, he had a, a specific <laughs> area just for him. Huh. Wow. Scott, well, Scott was amazing. and He, he actually gave us drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guys... Uh, they were around. We were really respectful about it. I mean, and, and, and the local manager was like, look, if a conversation comes around because they're in the right mood, have fun. But, but I would appreciate if you are not going to be straight after they come out from the band like, oh, my God, I love you. I'm going to open. There were, were some, some security and mood recommendations. Mm. Um, what what are you gonna do? I mean, what can you say to one of those guys apart from, can I have a picture and thank you for the songs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I back then I was into art already, maybe some local covers, but not in a million years I went there with a portfolio that I felt confident about. Uh, maybe mentioning like, hey, can we 
worked together at some point. Funny thing, two years after that, I did some some sketches for them and it didn't work. But that's another story. Well, tell us. <laughs> uh, at some point, I realized that that uh, the only thing you need to do, and maybe nothing's going to happen, or maybe something comes around, is just reaching out. Right. Uh, I have students, and they ask me like, like, how do you, how do you end up working with bands that you like mm. or bands at all? And I'm like, at this point, I have a little name and and, and a career about it, and some of them come to me. Mm. But in the beginning and still now, you have to reach out. Yeah. If you don't reach out, no one's gonna. In this massive ocean of digital information, illustrators, content. Uh, no one's gonna find out about you. Yeah, or, you can't can't expect it, uh, it to get around, get out by word of mouth all the time. So at some point, I reached them. Back then, the, what what they were using, what they were working with, uh, uh, an official web page. Mm-hmm. Just sent an email. I got a reply. They mentioned that they didn't knew my work, but that they thought it was okay at that point, and that it was okay if I would create some ideas based on uh, their Trident, the Trident logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did some out of risk. They were clear and, the, and many bands would be clear about, okay, let us see what you, how you, would you um, manifest or interpret our visuals mm-hmm. out of risk. And if you're into it, knowing that maybe nothing could, uh, commercial comes out of it to just spend some time creating some sketches, some ideas. Mm-hmm. And so that it was basically that uh, they were really polite. They replied saying that they weren't going to go with, with another option. In the end, uh, just like, like any other bands, most of them, if they have a good relationship already with an illustrator, many times they would prefer to keep that relationship and just... Uh, n- not change the visual direction. And that's what basically happened. I'm trying to remember around what record I, uh, maybe it was uh, this double album, uh, conceptual double album about this. Nostradamus. Maybe I was doing sketches that they were probably thinking on using for Nostradamus. No, I'm after that, maybe. I don't know. But because uh, 2008, or maybe I will have to check dates. It was okay. I mean, and then after that, I, I eventually, close to that time, uh, was I was reached by Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah. So I was reached for for from Rhapsody, my uh, my season, and still it has an end. That season concentrated mostly into European power metal started started heavily like after Rhapsody eventually uh, it was easier to reach out Blind Guardian and other bands and it hasn't stopped I mean uh, you did you did a lot you sent me uh, I told you to send me some of the uh, album covers that you did I'll put them up here obviously you won't see them I'll put them into the video but you did the uh, Rhapsody of Fire into the legend cover and yeah and before that many others even before before they split, which was a little bit crazy, the split thing for them. Oh, you did another Rhapsody one too? I've done Rhapsody or Rhapsody of Fire at least 
altogether albums and and singles, maybe six artworks or seven artworks. Oh wow! Yeah. What are you, what are you more proud of? Uh, your cover art or the music that you actually played on? Huh. Good question. I'm super proud of the second album from from my last band, Vorpal Nomad. Uh, I'll have to send you like a, a couple of, of links and everything. But uh, uh, different kinds of uh, of of, uh, of feelings about them. I mean, there's definitely, and I think it's normal on any artist, and uh, especially looking back to my uh, my work two years ago or even three years ago, some artworks I, I, I would start to look at them like, oh shit, my level of innocence. What the hell was thinking? Which <laughs> is normal. I mean, it's super normal. And as you evolve, as you work more, as you take more time and keep on studying, because I, 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 I never stop studying composition i do live drawing every single week i go to workshops i uh bring here to to bogota to a studio i have with some friends at least twice a year illustrators that we admire not specifically inside the metal scene people working on video games and comic books on other type of illustration and i'm the the, the very more first client for those workshops i mean i'm bringing the guys because i want to see them work live and some of the stuff that they do on their workshops, I will process into my my. And I can tell you, my style and creative process has changed a lot over the years, like a lot. Uh, but uh, but it takes time to to uh, to generate that, like a sense of recognition of what is the so far right now the best that you can do with what you have mm. and what was your level of innocence before like i have i have uh, i have backups of the first demos that i recorded with bands even before thunderblast mm -hmm. and innocence just innocence all around and if i have a time machine i would slap the hell out of that kid it's like shut up <laughs> singing but if you don't start there you're not gonna have the starting point to evolve. Okay. So um, the Vorpal and the uh, Thunderblast albums, album covers have a similar feel. Is that your art? Yeah, of course it's my art. And um, okay. But uh, but that's a good point of reference. The second Thunderblast album, Invaders from Another World, still for me as a cover artwork, is one of my favorite ones. Every year. I go back to it, and I, I think that that it could be remastered. Just as you remastered an album, mm -hmm. and an artwork could be in some ways remastered, but still, a ninety percent of that artwork, I I love. I mean, it's, I, I think it's for the time, and still now, many decisions I took in terms of composition and narrative, I still validate from that artwork. And it's then very the, metal, man. Yeah, it's super trash. I mean, it's like this dude alone with just a shotgun and a bunch of creatures about <laughs> in the life. It's not more metal than that, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, my hardest client was the guitarist of Thunderblast. That 
convincing him about it, the artwork, it was a nightmare. <laughs> really, really guy. And I'm like, back then, even for that second album, I was already working with other bands. Mm. I was like, dude, chill out. I mean, it was like, ah, I don't know. It could be better. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's your pen and pencil? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> but, but especially particularly the, the second the al- the cover of the second album, his validation in the end was like, "No, oh, dude, you you did a, a really good job." I was like, "What was that again?" When you're a teenager, when you're a teenager getting into music or metal, it's just you, you can take the entire world, right? It's just yeah, crazy. Exactly. You don't really think anything exists out in the world besides uh, besides that, you know. When you're and every stage. woman in it. Right. Exactly. But uh, you did a lot of um, covers for Blind Guardian, especially the new re- remastered uh, albums that they just put out. Yeah. How'd you get involved I mean, with that? That's a cool story. I mean, once, once uh, even before Rhapsody, that I started working with uh, uh, power metal bands, mostly for AFM Records in Germany. Mm-hmm. And things started to, to go well. I started to get more confidence on my work. And uh, I actually reached uh, Pete from Iron Savior a couple mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. He uh, did he, your album too, right? The Vorpal uh, Nomad yeah. album? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and he in the beginning, when I reached out, he was like, um, cool words, but uh, we have another guy. That would be the super polite <laughs> way of saying it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I kept on um, reaching out every two years. Yeah. And eventually, somehow everything turned around. And uh, someone from a record company that disappeared called Dr. One had signed uh, Savage Circus. You guys okay. remember that, that yep. band? Yep. Oh. They, 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 not, uh, they don't really like power metal. I do. I'm the power metal guy on the show. Right. So, Fresh! It, yeah, it, involved right. the, it involved the ex-drummer of Blind Guardian. So yeah. back then, my style and the way I was making illustrations had evolved. I can, I can tell that I was studying more, questioning more my compositional decisions, um, taking more time on each artwork. Mm. So the record company reached me about that, that record, and I was like, fuck, this, this involves the ex-drummer of Blind Guardian. Maybe, maybe right? And mm. it did. And then Pete reached me, like, "Hey, man, uh, what you did for that record? It's it's really cool. Uh, could you make something similar for Iron Savior?" And I was like, "Wait a second, we talked like two years ago. Do you have memory of? No. Well, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, okay, fuck it. So I I started working with him." And I back then I was already reaching at least once a year. I, I, I went into the back then the Blind Guardian webpage. They had an official e- email. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the other day I was trying to reach one uh, band and uh, there was no way to, to find an official email. Some bands now are just like represented by a, a record company and that would yeah. be the closest way to, to get to them. Yeah. But back then, Blind Guardian had an official email. So I just sent an email. Hey, Blind Guardian, this is Felipe. I do illustrations. These are my latest ones. Just wanted to know if I could work for you. 
simple, direct. Hansi replied the very first time. Hey, oh, wow. thanks for the email. I think your work is okay. Um, maybe not for us right now. Uh, and he mentioned something that almost no one in the industry mentioned. And I wouldn't expect for them to to leave the door open like that. But Hansi, in the very beginning, mentioned, keep me updated with your work. Wow. That's really strange. So maybe an art director from a video a company would see some some eventual chance of evolution on a young artist and he would close the door like that like right. not ready yet but keep me updated right. Hans was the only one that uh back then left the door open like that and was like that's pretty cool so i did once a year Hansi, and i and i and as a fan i knew that they would take three or four years in between records because that's right. the other about Blind Guardian. They yeah. take their time. Yeah. So once a year, I would be like, hey, uh, just reaching out. I uh, want to show you my latest artworks. Sometimes my email wouldn't even mention my uh, hope of working for them. Just, mm. just updates. Always a pretty decent, nice reply from Hansi. He's a really, really cool dude. Mm. Hey, thanks. It's okay. We're not recording. Even even on a period of almost six years, probably, I received replies from him saying, "Oh, we went for, with this other guy. The record is coming out. Hope you like it." And I'm <laughs> just reaching out, just keep on reaching out. And over a period or of at least five or six years, my way of producing art and designing evolved. Mm. And at some point, there was going to be a year when I was like, ah, let's just stop reaching out. Just let's leave them alone. Mm. And he replied to me, hey, Felipe, we started recording. We have some ideas for the cover. We're sending this brief to other five illustrators. Mm. It's out of risk. Maybe you want to show us something. Hope you're doing okay. Mm. So when everything happened, it was him reaching me. Yeah. But I kept him updated. I mean, I can go back to my email and the emails will be there from the very first one. But it was a surprise that it was him replying, actually. Yeah. Maybe five, six years in between stuff happening, actually. And I remember just uh, looking at the brief. And it's just pretty crazy because I, I, I immediately called Lena, my wife. Uh -huh. And this is the strangest thing. I was like, hey, baby. You're not gonna guess what just happened. And Lino was like, Blind Guardian gave you a chance? And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What That's focus, man. And she was like, Your your voice, your tone. You, you I've never heard you like this. <laughs> when 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 are we gonna talk again? She said, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's going to be okay, but I got to do this shit. And Hansi, Hansi, there's a documentary about that record. He mentions that, I don't remember it like that, but maybe it happened. He mentions that probably 24 hours after the brief, mm -hmm. I had already sent him like four or five sketches. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was the level of... of, of uh, uh, I mean, if I, if I back then and maybe still now, I had a top ten list of bands that I would hope to work with someday. Mm. Blind Guardian 
could easily be in the very first spot. I mean, I'm a huge Blind Guardian fan. I know their songs, their records, their history. I'm 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 a big fan of many of the power metal bands that I've worked with. Yeah. So that has helped a lot inside my career because I, I know a bunch of video game illustrators that could take my job any day. People right. that I, I admire a lot. Yeah. But I can tell you that one of the elements that has helped a lot to be part of the metal community and to have uh, a job uh, is to be a fan of the music that I work for. Hell yeah! What was so, the first um, What was the first album you did for them? Uh, it's a pyramid. Time. What was the name? Let me check. I should know. You now should. I look like an idiot. Yeah, you do. I'm not going to edit this now because now you look like an idiot. Ha 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 ha. Well. I can No, he shaved his head. He used to have long hair, right? You shaved your hair, didn't you? I shaved my hair. Yeah, I. I, I so it came to a point that I had like three hairs, and I looked like a oh, really dumb see? dude at the edge of time. Sorry, edge of time. Okay, cool. That was the first. Uh, even before that, the single for that record, actually, "A Voice in the Dark." Okay. Yeah. I'm a big blind, uh, blind Guardian fan. I'm not so much of a fan of the newer stuff since uh, Thoman left. I'm more of a fan of the older stuff, but they're yeah. still they're still good. Yeah, yeah, we we can have that conversation. I've had that conversation with them. Yeah. And uh, and um, you still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a really they're really cool guys. Yeah. But actually, I just remember before I worked for Blind Guardian, I was already working for Eister. Okay. Yeah. How's he? I How was uh, John? Excuse me? How was John? How How I'm is he? Him. Yeah, how was he to work with? Oh, I, I mean, he's... Uh, uh, he, uh, as an art producer, mm -hmm. I mean, look, my... I, my experience in general is that uh, someone from the band reaches me. Mm. It's not common that two members of the band would reach, would need to be simultaneous about the conversation. Yeah. But in general, I can tell you that every band has somehow on 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 a member of the band someone that has to play the art director. Yeah. And both Hansi and John are amazing art directors, and they 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 know about it. Hey, another guest, JB. <laughs> JB, we call him Juice. He's got to he's got to fill up his juice. DJ <laughs> Juice. So, both of them amazing uh, art directors. John uh, Strict. I mean, he's a businessman. He's a yeah. He's a guitar player, a composer, a producer, and he's an amazing businessman. I mean, to be able to make a pretty good living out of a power metal band on the U.S. market, yeah. it's, it's just something to, to recognize. Because yeah. uh, North America has a lot of power metal fans, but it's not the main metal sound as a commercial mean. All right. 
I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, or getting a crappy connection again. Oh, they freeze. Oh, did you freeze? Might have froze. Oh, there you are. Thank you, brother. There we go. That's better. So, uh, so for him to be able to to maintain uh, a power metal, because I mean. Ice Earth could sound to many things, but but in the core is power metal, right? Mm-hmm. Would oh Skype, I hate you, Skype. Are you listening? Uh, how's it now? You're okay, right now. Is it freeze? It's just everyone's. Yeah, right now you're fine. Skype is okay. just Skype sucks. Is there another? Uh, not that I'm gonna change. Right now, but is there another solution apart from Skype? No. Yeah, there is. There's a hundred different solutions <laughs> other than Skype. <laughs> but um, just a, 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 str- John... a string, a string on a uh, can, tin can. We can probably use that'd be better than Skype. Probably. But John, John would be before he would reach an illustrator. Uh, he would be super clear about what he needs. I mean, he will. He, he he's the type of art director that doesn't. Uh, lose time going around. You almost, you almost got that out. But the, um, but the, the general brief would be like super, super condensed and clear. Right. That's I prefer. Right. And I, and I call them. I mean, they're singers, they're they're drummers, they're guitar players, but I call them art directors because in terms of of the moment where I come around and I have to to convince them it's going to be visually represented their music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an art. Uh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up again. Oh God, Skype! I me? I can't see anybody anymore. I can hear you guys, but my video is completely frozen. Just talking about interpreting the music into uh, visual cover art. Right, but I mean, Wayne Wayne is looking okay. Uh, Greg just doesn't move, but I think that's his style. I think Greg... Uh, Greg, so I Greg it just freezed. <laughs> Greg stones out of, stoned out of his mind. You're the only one that's messing up. <laughs> Oh, man. The, the connection in the but, uh, is not good. Uh, uh, you know what? I did. Well, Phil, if you can hear me, I, I would love to talk to you about your your diplomatic uh, parents and how you moved around the world. Because I'm world traveler, and and if you want to PM me on Facebook or email me, I'd love to talk to you about your travels, man. Because uh, um, we're probably not going to get to that right now, but uh, that that's really interesting shit to me. Oh, it is. I mean, well, there are uh, my parents are like uh, uh, their grand grandparents now, so they they um uh, they have uh, not working uh, now because they they retired, and uh, back then it was just going all around the world, uh, wherever there was like a a project that they could develop. Uh, because my father is an engineer, my mother uh, it's, uh, went into philosophy and education. That's where they were going to take us. 
but in terms of having a lifestyle that involves traveling, I can hook you up with one of my closest friends that uh, does that. I mean, his income comes from uh, as a travel agent, actually. Mm. They still exist, but, huh? But it's <laughs> because his passion, his passion is traveling. Yeah. So he would uh, he would uh, recommend trips based on experience that he had before. Like I just went to Thailand. And these are the what to do's and what not to do's. So he has this balance where he has a pretty decent income, I would imagine, from working as a travel agent and just traveling all around. I mean, he, he, he has to change his passport because the pages are full once a year at least. That's the right. traveling. Yeah, Facebook me on that and tell me all about it. It's just a lifestyle, you know, and uh, sometimes he will come back home and have a few beers and he's like, oh, I don't have a steady home and uh, and I don't feel what's home. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Poor guy, <laughs> Poor guy. whatever. <laughs> Singapore. What the fuck, man? Shut the fuck up, man. That's funny. So you do how you do your artwork, mostly on the uh, on your computer? Right, so Photoshop is just the best thing that came after the wheel and hamburgers for me. <laughs> Those dudes that design it, Photoshop are just magicians. Yeah. And uh, but you don't do the old school, uh, you know, paper and pencil. Yeah, I know. I mean, I have, I have my sketchbooks, and on Fridays we get together with some friends and we just draw and have some beers, or we would go to a, a thing called Drink and Draw, where Oh, a really? cosplayer would be posing or a figure drawing would be going on and and uh and we would i i, I do that and sometimes the first ideas for a cover could come out from from paper actually and i would just take a photograph of the sketches and mention to the the person that i'm working for like this is just composition but tell me if i'm getting the right way Hmm. And after that, yeah, it's just Photoshop. It's just super quick in many ways, easy to correct, transform, rotate. Uh, Break it up uh, again. We were so good for so long. He broke up again. There you go. You're back now. I'm back. I have this strange feeling that if I move, it's going to break. <laughs> no, we did a different, uh, another interview earlier on in the day. Whenever we seem to go past the one hour mark, it's yeah, right? Skype starts doing this with whoever we have on as a guest. At least from what I've noticed, it doesn't seem to matter who it is, what their connection speed is like. It seems like Skype gives you guys an hour. And then it starts messing with the feed. That is true. I, I noticed that now. It's probably something well, Bill Gates did on purpose to make us upgrade. <laughs> yeah. um, those money makers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, do you have a web? Do you have a website uh, that anybody can go to to uh, check your stuff out, or if they need an album cover done or anything done? I used to have a website, but at some point, social media, in terms of uh, illustration. And art in general change change the rules. I mean, really, 
uh, I will get more connection and people reaching out for rates and maybe working from uh, Facebook, my page on Facebook. Not okay. my, my personal page we were talking later, but uh, I have one called uh, Felipe Montalvo Franco Art. You have to say it a little slower. <laughs> it's, I understood. It's name plus art. Felipe Machado Franco Art. All right. Send me the link on in Facebook. Yeah, and I will, I'll put it up. And I mean, it's strange because at some point when when I was about to re renew the uh, my membership with my with a, a web page, right? I had to make that balance and question like, wait a minute, when was the last time that I felt that my a dot com gave me more 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 uh, people reaching out than than Facebook or even Instagram. Yeah, yeah, true. And I made this little experiment when I was like, let's just let's just shut it down. Let's just shut down the my webpage. Mm-hmm. And I never went back and, and I'm I'm working. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing album covers. Yeah. So it must be okay. Facebook, I mean I I, I think that a band uh, a rocker metal band has a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, Facebook might be dying for other means and purposes, and and but for for metal bands, I think that all, all metal bands have a, a Facebook page. Yeah, even much. more than than having an official page. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Facebook. I mean, and um. Uh, and uh, eventually, I mean, even even still now, people that the musicians that buy records from bands that they are admire mm-hmm. would go into the credit section, and mm-hmm. that's how you find out uh, who was the producer, who took the photographs, who made the artwork. That level of reaction towards something that that you would want want to get involved with still happens. I mean, mm-hmm. you go into the the, the credit section and and you just find out who who mastered the record because you want your your own band to be mixed and mastered by that dude right that yeah still cool. still happens a lot inside the the metal community mm. uh, well, so phil, I, phil before yeah. we go um i got i got one last question for you right uh do you have laura torres's cell phone number I have whose phone number? Laura Torres. <laughs> Who's that? Well, she's a Bogota uh, actress that I've been into for a long time. No, I don't have her number. I'm not sure I... What was the name again? Laura Torres. Laura Torres. No, what kind of movies does she does? I think this is going... She does daytime, <laughs> uh, like, uh, soap operas. Ah, I have to check her. I think I know who she is now. No, yeah, but this is a small town. <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe a year from now, we're... yeah, during <laughs> the Colombian soap opera. That's amazing. Well, if it's a small town, you can definitely get her cell phone number for me. Yeah, it is a small town. I'll try. I'll try. I'll do she my might best. Need, she might need some artwork done. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for the for this interview. I mean, no problem. Actually, one of the coolest ones I've done so far. Really? Thank you. I felt felt like talking to a couple of friends actually. That's why. That's what we well, do. You, you know. <laughs> talking to three friends now. 
Hey guys, have any of you gone to any version of the 70,000 tons of metal cruise? I've done Monsters of Rock, but I haven't done 70,000 tons of metal, no. Uh, I, I hear that Monsters of Rock is, is pretty cool. Like the party goes on and on stuff. As much as I can remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been two or three times to, to 70,000 tons. Oh, wow. And in general, it's a good experience. It's a little bit expensive, depending on uh, how you manage it. But uh, it's a pretty cool experience. Uh, apart from, from, from good shows, because there are good shows, the overall vibe and the metal community, the sense is really, really cool. Um, I, 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 I had it on hold for a couple of years because I was like... Get it on a boat with bands? I don't know. With bands and a, and a bunch of metalheads with long hair and yeah, black t-shirts. My, my <laughs> Actually, I reached, I reached them and they said, like, okay, you can have an art show in here. Uh, maybe we can give you a little discount on the cabin. Uh, and that's it. And I took that, that chance and I didn't regret it. I mean, the, the overall experience for me... Particularly as an artist, I actually came back with new jobs. I mean, I was able to have a couple of beers with new people and just mention, like, yeah, I do this stuff. Are you the guy that worked with? So that kind of stuff happens. That's cool. But but a pretty, pretty crazy and and, and so far pretty cool format. Yeah. Last time I was on the Monsters of Rock cruise, Akira Takasaki from Loudness came and covered me up with a towel because I was getting sunburned. I was oh, completely man. passed out for hours, and I was getting red. And, yeah, Akira okay. came and covered me up with a towel. That's a band that I would love to see someday. Oh, dude. Yes, you must. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> we have a friend that went a couple of times to 70,000, and then he went to Monsters of Rock, and he came back saying, like, I'm just going to Monsters of Rock. Much more fun. He he thought it was more more interesting. Well, the bands are more um, not power metally. No, 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 like hard rock and right. It's probably, it's probably more diverse on that than it is on the uh, yeah the boat. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I love I love hard rock. I mean, I I wouldn't mind giving a chance to to that cruise. See with oh, with the boat with the boat. What? Go ahead. They've had great lineups on that. Um, you know, the one year they had a uh, like a new wave of British heavy metal thing where they had a bunch of different bands from that. Now, <clears throat> of course, I was still shooting drugs in my arm at the time, so I definitely <laughs> did not have the money to go. But uh, they do get some pretty good lineups for the because seeing Diamond Head on a boat in the Caribbean or being dope sick the next morning, it's a pretty easy choice. If you're <laughs> Saxon's been on both of them and the prog yes, rock. Yes, they uh, have. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah Saxon's pretty cool about doing the different cruises, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. because they like playing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then going to bed. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's time for tea, as they say. Some bands that I I would really wanted to see, small bands, like small power metal bands, it will be a 3 a.m. show. It's a mess. I mean, all right. Yeah, I, I even 
missed one because I just passed out. It was just impossible. So Saxon plays at three in the afternoon, is what I'm saying. So they can go to bed afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they have their wine and they're in bed by six thirty. Well, the the first time that Saxon, we're talking about Saxon, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the very first time they played in Bogota was a month ago. Very first time. Wow. Uh, I didn't go there, but my friend told me that 200 people went to see them. God, fuck that. It's just too late, but they came, which is exciting. I've seen them a couple of times live, and, and they still have it, I mean. But that's that's the, the commercial thing about Latin America in many ways. I mean, if you, if you want to make money in Colombia, and a promoter knows about it, bring Epica. If you want to make money, bring Epica. <laughs> Every single wow. month. I know what I, I opened I opened for them once. For Epica? Epica? Yeah, yeah, I opened I uh well I kinda do now, but I did back in the day. We opened for them um at Gramercy Theater in New York City. It's a sold out show. My my last show <laughs> I ever played. Oh, that sounds like a show. Yeah, no, yeah, it was no, cool. So it was Epica. fun. Yeah, they have a huge, a huge following here. Other bands, uh, anything related to Sepultura, like Sepultura or this other band, what's the name? Uh, Soulfly? Soulfly, yeah. Soulfly, yeah. And the brothers playing together? Soulfly. Uh, Cavalier. Cavalier. Cavalier Conspiracy. Yeah. And uh, Slayer sold out every time. Testament sold yeah, out every time. Nightwish. Nightwish, yeah, probably. But the, the trash and death metal community here is huge, huge. like huge. Yeah. Well, thank God. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into, into, into North American trash. I mean, if, if I, I have the time and the money and Testament is playing tomorrow, I will be there for sure. I mean, I love it. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I won't because it's testament, but <laughs> I'm staying in the back. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like testament? Um, the, their first couple albums are it's good. always it's always the first couple albums with you, and then you just drift off. Well, no, so guys, I mean, yeah, honestly, I think the best one they ever did was Low with James Murphy, but amazing. That's, that's a little too death metal for most people. Thank you. Uh, really great, yeah. good record. So, guys, what so far on this year? What's your best records so far? Bewitcher, Under the Witching Cross. Ah, I haven't listened to that. I'll hmm. send you. I'll send you. Just PM me, man. Just Facebook okay. me. I'll do. Look well, Columbia, on that tip, real quick. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Greg? Um, that came out so far this year, probably Indestructible's Indestructible Noise Command's new record, uh, Terrible Things. That's a real great New York crossover thrash style album. But um, <clears throat> uh, favorite newer album recently overall is still Voivod's The Wake, even though that came out last That's, year. He said this year. No, but that's uh, but but it won the 2019 <laughs> Juno Award. Well, that's heard up last episodes. 
What about you, Wayne? I'm going with the uh, indestructible noise command. Terrible things. I've never heard about it. Please send me the name on our chat. Ooh, I'm gonna and um, yeah. the, there's this brand new band I just discovered too um, called Beast Maker that just put out an EP. Oh yeah. Oh, about a week ago. I think you'd like them a lot too, Felipe. Okay. They, um, that's the guy from Haunt. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know who Haunt is, Felipe? I yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's so many bands. There's so oh, many. Yeah, there's. They're they're um they're on the Shadow Kingdom uh, records label. Mm. Yeah, one of those bands. They're good. They're really good. They're they're kind of like old school uh, metal. I'll I'll send you. They're they're good. You like you might like them. Metal rock in general, but metal is. I think one of the music styles that kept the CD production and vinyl production format alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The metal's keeping the uh, physical format alive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Luke Bryan, kiss my ass. That's right. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. I'm surprised he knew that name. He didn't even know who Taylor Swift was last week. So this is the one of the local beers here. It's called Club Colombia. Nice. It's okay. Plus, <laughs> generic name for a beer, man. Club <laughs> 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 ah, it's not any worse than Greenbelt. But the, look, the the two more speed <laughs> going on. So, <laughs> but the two more popular ones, like the the people's beer, would be Aguila, Eagle, and Pucker. Like the game Pucker. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make you pucker after you drink? No, not necessarily. <laughs> it's a company that makes it called so Mother. You're talking about uh, the, the next day when you're trying to hold it in so you don't shit your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about beers, that's the one one thing that is that uh, is complicated on this on the metal cruise is that uh, you you. You pay for your cabin. It comes with all the food that you want to have, all the shows that you want to see. Your cabin. It's pretty cool, but you have to pay for the for for the beer and the drinks. So that's their business. Got to get tickets, right? So yeah. you start with one beer, and you're like, I'm just gonna have like ten beers, and then the bill comes in. No, no, no inclusive option. Cabin. Excuse yeah. me. I said it's more expensive than your cabin cost to begin with. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've been lucky because I, I, I have a couple of friends that it would, uh, uh, I'm not going to refuse an invitation for beer. So in general, if I walk around, someone's going to offer me a beer, so that's cool. But my friends have, have spent a lot of money on beer on the ship, like 800 or 1000 Feels I like him. Yeah, but they're part of the beer cartel down in Median, so they can afford it. Right. No, but they, we saw some good shows on the uh, on the cruise. It was it was pretty cool. So you you asked us what our favorite album of this year was. What's yours? Huh. Good question. Whew. Let me think. What have been recently listening to? Uh, 
I don't know what to say. This is where I put the Jeopardy theme song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Felipe. No, I think it came out this year, but I think the um, Power Wolf record was was solid. Okay. It was okay. I mean, they have they have like a a style starts to 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 be cyclical or I don't know how you say it. So you know what you're gonna get. But com compared to other records, I think that production-wise, it was good. Now, from last year, and I've got into a couple of fights about what I'm going to say, because it's a band that either generates love or hate. Mm -hmm. I really dig the last uh, Unleash the Archers album, Apex. Never heard of it. Unleash the Archers. Never heard of them. Well, at least the archers. Yeah, I've, I've heard the people talking about that. Well, that's a surprise. No, it's not uh, a surprise because it's on uh, it's on uh, major uh, forums around here, and they're talking about it. Mm. But no, it, in things terms that of have three words in it, I to totally tired try to avoid. So. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 a product that it's. At least their their latest album, Apex, it's completely designed for a power metal audience. So maybe maybe uh, I'll maybe check it out. out. I will yeah. check it out. Yeah. Well, that's a surprise that you you didn't know about that band. I think they're from Canada, actually. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to second think that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pick up your. Uh... Your email address, but I'll get it from you later. Because I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna transfer you that uh, Bewitcher stuff. So, yeah, and I was, I was gonna say, actually, I gotta change my answer. I gotta go with that Bewitcher record too. That's just, that's the best speed metal album I've heard in years. Seriously, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be. It's as good as Maiden's Killers is. I mean, that, not that that's speed metal, wow. but. Song quality wise and how it flows and the playing under the witching cross is a ten out of ten. That's a great album. It really oh, is. Check it out. No, I'm only kidding about Canada. I like Canada. I like Into Eternity. They're from Canada. <laughs> you took your time. <laughs> Into, you've heard of Into Eternity, right? Yeah, sure. Well, he had to, he had to finish fantasizing about licking Neil Peart's feet first. He is a drummer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah, but I'm not like crazy about Neil Peart. I'm not one of those drummers. Well, of course not. He's a. Oh, never mind. I'm not getting in a rush. But you you know yeah. my the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one one Canadian I'm not happy with. <coughs> Glenn Rover. <coughs> I just found your email, so I'm sending that Stop. to you right now. I'm guessing you're you're a, you're a drummer, right, Wayne? Because I see the drum kit. I think so. Yeah. I do try. You, to do you try to play every day, like a little? For a while, no. Maybe when I was like, uh, you know, teenager and back in high school and stuff, yes. But now I have a two-year-old, <laughs> so there is no I playing. I try to get. Actually, I played yesterday because I was recording something, so I, I did get to do that. So okay. When I can fit yeah. it in to record, yes, I I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you gotta find the time. Mm -hmm. But it's you you keep your drum kit and. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know I love doing it so I love music so I can't stop playing that you know I wish I knew how to play guitar a little bit better but you know it is what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. I asked you before, did you do you play any other instruments or anything, or you just sing? Uh, uh, bass, bass guitar, a little bit of guitar, but uh, one of the first configurations for Thunder Blast was just a power trio. I was playing bass, singing, one guitar player, a drummer. Probably the best sound we ever had. Solid. It pushed us being compact about it. It pushed us to to be really tight about the sound and starting just mm. being a three, three people pushes you into into that into making the best out of those three or elements yeah so bass guitar and i have a, one bass at least here at the studio and from time to time i i take it out and just like fool around very cool yeah uh, we were supposed to uh, review a band called namacon have you heard of them Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Oh, Necro- Sorry, Necronomicon. I'm, I'm getting very tired. Necronomicon? <laughs> Necronomicon. Why do I have the feeling that... There's uh, two bands. That's... Just there's two? two? There's two Necronomicons. No, there, there's there... about 15 different bands All right. named Necronomicon, but there's, there's two, two big ones. ones. Right. These particular guys are the German ones. Ah, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you guys already listened to their new record? Yes. Yes. We were supposed to review it tonight. And now we're talking about it. So, um, uh, uh, how, how, how general? How was it? Oh, oh, he's back. He froze for a second there. Sorry. Well, I, apparently you haven't heard it. Uh, the album's called Unleashed Bastards. Mm. It's a... Doesn't sound it's familiar a, to you, huh? It's it's a it's a good record. Pretty uh, pretty thrashy. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's really Necronomicon doing what they're best at. You know, they may not have been the most popular or the best German thrash band out of that whole scene with Destruction and Creator and all that, but they've definitely had the most consistent output over the years, and they're still putting out good riffs. I'm googling them just to yeah. Give them a little Google. I, I we've been trying to re- review this for the last two weeks, and uh, so I listen to it quite often between now and can then. I, can I interject real quick? No, I'm not done. Uh. <laughs> Wait till I'm finished, and then I'll give you your turn. All right. You can actually leave the fucking room. Wait till I'm done, and then maybe when you come back, I'll let you talk. Yeah, hey, I think we need to make a trip to Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can know where else you, you know where else you can scratch with that thing? Scratch your ass, all right? Oh <laughs> Well it looks like this, that big. this guy's have been around for a while, Necronomicon. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, eighty six I believe. Listening to this album, I, I heard a lot of uh destruction, but like a uh, more um a toned down destruction. Yeah. Like a rock, you know, you well, know, they, 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 they keep it, they keep it more in the, uh, in the crossover style, more, uh, I don't want to say basic thra- more traditional thrash metal yeah. than they, Teutonic. They act, yeah, they actually sound more like head, head, uh, headhunter, the uh, Schmier's other band that he does. Uh, Sounds yeah. very, very similar one, to that. Band. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I like it. Not all songs are great on it, but it's it's a good album. Okay, Saxon, go ahead. 
I didn't realize we were uh, going to do this with Phil on, on the air here. I didn't either, but you know what? We've been trying to do it for two weeks, so I said, all right, let's just do it now and get it over with. Let's do it. Um, It's basically speedy as a motherfucker, except for the middle two songs, and it's totally up my alley, and I love it. I give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Phil, I just sent you that Bewitcher. Check your email. Okay, I'll do. Well, I can talk it, right? about. Uh, I can I can mention my opinion on the art artwork evolution Necronomicon. Sure, go ahead. So uh, I'm looking at their previous releases. Mm-hmm. Good stuff in general, but in 2012 they had a record called Invictus. Mm-hmm. That, from my uh, humble opinion, a stronger cover artwork than the new album. The new is not it's not bad, mm. and there's a topic that I don't know if they're following uh, in general as a general like, like something that that they are uh, art directing, which is almost mo- all of their cover artworks involve a head. Do you notice that? Just a head or a creature head or a oh, is that yeah, their, uh, is that their mascot uh, or something? That's their mascot. It's real similar to like Charlie from Oversmith. Overkill. Oversmith. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tired, man. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> More skill. <laughs> I got the TV on behind me and. It's on the Discovery Channel, and the guy was geeking a sword. <laughs> that's it. You got to isolate that right there, man. Yeah. That's some that's really, really good stuff right there. I don't, I don't, yeah, we're going to have to end the show now. That's yeah, nice. send, it to, send it to D.D. Barney. <laughs> send it to that fucking Greg Googly Moogly don't give a shit about this fucking program anymore. It's .com. <laughs> <laughs> Over Smith. I'll try to get them on the show. Maybe next week. <laughs> uh, but check out that uh, Necronomicon uh, album, uh, Felipe. It's good. It's cool. You should like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued now because uh, they're they're 1998 record escalation. Clearly, their album cover character is Elric. You know, have you read? Yeah, I, this is El- this is the El- first El- time I've heard of Yeah, well, I don't know El- if it's that conceptual. Nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, they're a different band. I mean, they've they've tried to stick to uh, a, a formula, but obviously, everybody um, has better production values than they did in the eighties. But they've stuck to the riffage. Um, that they did in the 80s, and it uh, it it comes through in the new album. And uh, I really like the new album. I've I've listened to it maybe a dozen times. So, yeah, so really, for, uh... <laughs> I really do. I love it. Um, I, as good I, as the, uh... so you guys liked it more than I did. Yeah. yeah it was well, your I pick. mean, it's speedy. It's as a motherfucker, uh, except for the two middle songs. And I'm not I'm not gonna look it up, but. Yeah, no, I, I like Even it. Even those songs end up speedy, so. 
No, no, I get it, and speed is cool. For me, my issue with it was just it's a little too repetitive. A lot of the same riffs repeat and same parts on different songs. There's four really great songs that I think are classics, four that are okay, and four that are just filler. You could cut it down to eight songs, and it would be a much stronger record. But I still give it a seven, you know, still a good Still a good album, just not the best. Good. But uh, the Leave the Lights On, the second track, that, that is an instant thrash classic. That's an awesome song. Oh, you know what song I, I don't like? Uh, um, Leave the oh, Lights On. What song? No. The, the one I said. No. We, <laughs> yeah, usually that's what, what I don't like. Uh we did, we do. I think that one's dumb. That That is really the first track where I started having a problem with the album because it repeats the same riffs out of the opening song. And yeah, that's fine. So what? Uh, the, the opening riffs were the, the best of the whole album. I mean... Uh, but you, so don't need to hear, you don't riffs. need to hear it repeated three or four times. I mean... Part of the thing that makes a great album is every song is great and fits together, but they're clearly different songs. Yeah. You know, if if I wanted to sit around for a half hour with my thumb up my ass, basically listening to the same song, I'd stick on a live Pink Floyd record. But at least David <laughs> Gilmore would do something interesting in that time period. You know, you know something, you know, critics... Hmm... But I still like the record. I just don't think it's amazing. There's, It's good. You listen to it, Felipe, and you let us know what you think about it. You know what? I, I just remember that uh, about a, it doesn't have to, to do with uh, Necronomicon, but I'll, 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 I will listen to it. Sure. I remember that... Um, uh, Oversmith is your favorite band? No, no, no. <laughs> Once upon a time, once upon a time, I reached out to Ronnie James Dio. Really? And he you got back to me. The law, apparently. He got back to me. Really <laughs> sweet guy. Would you, would you reach out here for to do yeah, artwork? To, to, yeah, and he said, "Look, I really dig your artwork. Um, maybe uh, let's talk a year from now." And then he passed away. Uh, oh. But I do have his email. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Not many people... I hate that story, Phil. Because <laughs> that's the deal fucking dying at the end. Yeah. Man. Sad. But I but saw, I saw still... him once on John's Beach near New York. Okay. Opening for Scorpions and Scorpions opening for Deep Purple. Maybe it was 2000 or 1999. Hmm. Really good show. That's my neck of the woods. Yeah. Well, guys, I mean, it's been an, an honor. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, bottom line on the album, Necronomicon 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to it. And, Felipe, you send me all those uh, bands and uh, links and everything, and I'll, I'll put them on the show and uh, so people can see your artwork. And if they need stuff Thank done, you. they can uh, contact you. Thank you. Yeah, it was Thank great you. having you on, Felipe. Yep. I look forward to hearing that uh, the Thunder Blast. Right, right on. Yeah. Okay.
appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. Check it out. What did you say? Absolutely. I emailed him uh, the, the Bewitcher. Uh, oh. We transferred him. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No, and uh, I'll get back to you guys with a couple of, of suggestions. And and uh, and anytime, yeah, I mean, um, I'll be there. Uh, uh, sending you like my the the web page like the inside facebook uh page that i uh manage only for the art that would be the easiest way to to yeah. eventually very cool okay all right i appreciate you coming on it was a lot of have, fun have a good rest all right you too thank you sir okay take care have a good night okay good night you. everybody we'll see you guys next week I don't know. forget to pay it in metal. <laughs> www.ratsoundreview.com Bye.